It's Tuesday of the fourth week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. The Roman station today is San Lorenzo in Damaso. This is another one of the beautiful churches dedicated to the deacon Lawrence, so beloved by the Romans. This was the site of a barracks of a famous gladiatorial team, the Greens, like the color of leeks, the vegetables, which I suppose they used as tokens, rather like people in Wisconsin use large pieces of plastic cheese on their heads. This was also, perhaps, the location of the house of Pope St. Damasus. Damasus is famous, among other things, for prompting Jerome to translate scripture. He died in 384. He lived near the ruins of the theater of Pompey the Great, and here he founded his public library. Damasus also built many shrines to martyrs and was very devoted to their veneration. Damasus composed beautiful poetic epigrams for inscription on marble, which were placed at important sites of worship. We have several of them today. During the late 15th century, the great palace was built around the church. It essentially surrounds San Lorenzo. Some of the stone of the facade was recycled from the nearby ruined theater. This palace houses the Catholic Church's great tribunals, including the Rota, the Signatura, and the Apostolic Penitentiary, which deals with indulgences and matters of the internal form and confession. Inside the main door of the church, to your left, is an interesting copy of a statue of the 2nd century writer and martyr St. Hippolytus. On the side, you see carved in Greek an ancient calendar and a list of works important for the history of liturgy. From Meditations for Each Day by Antonio Cardinal Bacci Conscience is the inner judgment of the soul, which keeps us in full conformity with the law of God and the precepts of the Church by indicating the principles in accordance with which we should act from moment to moment. Unfortunately, this judgment is not always enlightened and sincere. Some people become so broad-minded that they appear to have no conscience at all. In their vocabulary, sins become mere acts of folly, scruples become melancholic tendencies which ought to be ignored, and our natural weaknesses become necessary handicaps of nature which we can do nothing to overcome. As a result, they join their disorderly pleasures and sins of every kind with the practice of their religion. They imagine that they will be able to compensate for their offenses against God by their false and superficial sanctimoniousness. But Jesus tells us, You are to be perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. Moreover, he has given us a law to be observed, and has instituted the church to interpret God's law, and to lay down for us specific standards of behavior. Our Lord said of his apostles and their successors, He who hears you, hears me. He warns us that it is not enough to cry, Lord, Lord, but it is necessary to do the will of his Father who is in heaven. He warns us, moreover, that everyone who hears these my words and does not act upon them shall be likened to a foolish man who has built his house on sand. We must form a reliable conscience in ourselves with the help of the church's teaching and the advice of a good spiritual director. Then we must earnestly put its dictates into practice. The angel came from heaven, came.
commemoration of St. Gabriel the Archangel from today's Holy Mass in the Extraordinary Form. Oremus, Deus qui interceteros angelos, ad annunciandum incarnationis tui mysterium, Gabriele Marcangelum elegisti, concede propitius, ut qui commemorationem eius celebramus in terris, ipsius patrocinium sensiamus in celis. Let us pray. O God, who, out of all the angels, chose the archangel Gabriel to announce the mystery of your incarnation, mercifully grant that we who keep his feast on earth may have him as our patron in heaven, who livest and reignest with God the Father, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. <laughs>